Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Hey gang, no new episode of D&D is for Nerds today, as we like to take a week off between seasons. So instead, here's an episode of House Rules we did when we were at D&D Live a few months back with friend of the show, Josh Peralt from Taking Initiative. What's House Rules, I hear you ask? Well, it's a monthly show Adam and Jackson do exclusively for King subscribers over at sanspantsplus.com. Each month they go through their personal Dungeon Master archives and share their homebrew creations and shelved game ideas. This episode, they talk about play-by-post, majesty, and Blackwatch. Hello, hello and welcome live from D&D Live 2019 <laughs> it's in LA. Is it, is it live, Adam? It's, it's live. It's not, it is recorded. I was about to say it's not recorded. We are uh, House Rules episode, God, six? Possibly. Six. Yeah, good thing we started name numbering these. Yeah. Um, I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. And I'm Josh. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some of our homebrew systems, mm-hmm. some homebrew things we made, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> Who would like to go first? <laughs> uh, I would like to hear what you guys have done, because, I mean, your games have had some crazy shit Thank uh, you. all through. I, uh, I take that as a compliment, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'll take that. Assume, just... assume that away, man. It's a compliment. Well, what I yeah. wanted to bring to the table today yeah. is a, a sort of, I guess, a game system that I came up with a while ago. I So, World of Darkness, it's, a, it's often a, a system that sort of, I think, lends itself to, like, spooky vampire werewolf chicanery. Um, And it's it's the system also that I first sort of learnt on, I first started playing on. Uh, And I I, I wanted to... I I guess I've always found it funny (laughs) to get a superpower... But none of the uh, like the things that protect you from that superpower, you know, like that's yeah. like the classic gag, like, oh yeah, you're you're you can uh, like manifest fire all around your body, but unfortunately, you're going to get severely burned. Uh, People was, who are like, the flash can run really fast, but what yeah. happens with friction? Yeah, and I was like, what? What if I kind of tried to use that like world of darkness, sort of grim dark kind of element, and and kind of like lay it onto a a superhero system? So I created a system called Majesty the Ruined. So the idea is. I guess the the like law behind it is that there's this unknowable eldritch entity eons away in space, and uh, its sort of tentacles or tendrils, if you will, are constantly just sort of flailing throughout the universe, and occasionally, just by sheer happenstance, they'll touch somebody. They'll be touched by the majesty, is what the eldritch being was called. Um, and a person who was touched by the majesty would get 
what was also known as a majesty. And as we'll, as we'll, Unclear. <laughs> as we'll discover chatting about this particular system, there were a lot of things that weren't quite half-formed. Um, <laughs> was and, pretty formed, though, is your tentacle-touching RPG. That is definitely yeah. what, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Know, I, just, I think I liked the idea of this sort of, like, invisible, impossible to, to kind of, like, physically... Uh, like, yeah. Lovecraftian. But just, yeah. like, swiping through your body. But, like, it's not... It's not intending to give you this power. It's just like an unfortunate side effect. And what would happen to a, a player touched by the Majesty is uh, they would black out for about like 10 seconds. They would kind of get this sense of like infinite empty space and like like as though you're complete in pitch black, but there's this impossibly gigantic something there with you, which was the Majesty. Yeah. And then they wake up and they have a Majesty or a superpower. But the superpowers worked in that you got it, and it was all your typical powers, but then it, you had nothing to protect you against it. Uh, and I had a massive list of, like, what's the majesty and what's the downside. Right. Um, so, for example, there was stuff like, and this, <clears throat> a character Adam played, is yeah. it, you could become any animal, you know, like a, like a beast boy type situation. But when that happened, you no longer were cognizant. You, you were the animal. And that led to a lot of moments like... There was uh, my favorite moment, and all as enough friendship group, if you will, for lack of a better term, we always described uh, Majesty. Majesty is an unconscious donkey in an airport bathroom. <laughs> Dear Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, my character, he was a doctor or like a... Fa- like a. Uh, it was basically a Doctor House type character. Okay. Yeah. And I had... I'd like When I found out that I had been cursed with a Majesty, or the one that I'd been cursed with, I bought a, a ton of horse tranquilizers and whenever I felt myself beginning to change, I would hit myself with the drank and then try to go somewhere private. In one instance, it was an airport bar in the midst of travel. And so the way it worked, when uh, the way a Majesty activated is the first roll you failed after you were touched by the Majesty. Anytime you failed that, so in in World of Darkness, you have mental, social, physical, and if you failed a mental roll, any mental roll you ever failed would activate your Majesty. So it was the kind of thing that happened very often, and then there were degrees of it. Everybody had, I think, five... I forget what they were control called. Control points. Control points, that's okay. right. Five control points, and the more it activated, the worse it got. Mm. So say you screw up, like, a, I don't know, say, say it was physical, and you're trying to jump between buildings, and you have... Um, uh, I think there was, like, an anti-gravity one. Mm. You fail the jump, you hit the ground, you begin just floating up in the air, and obviously when your majesty ends, you will fall back to the ground and incur a whole bunch of damage. Yeah, falling damage is the worst type of damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then, say that happened again within the same day, then you're going to go higher up into the sky and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Something that I really loved in the Majesty game uh, was that uh, he wouldn't... So it was a game where each character was introduced in a different game. So it would be like uh, two, two or three people were in the first game, then it was four in the second, then it was five in the third, and so on and so forth. And he didn't tell anyone what was happening so to be part of the group was like all right jackson's running some game called majesty jackson and two of our mates have run it and then they come back and they're like adam oh my god majesty is insane it was one of the benefits of it but also i really think a downside because it was so exciting because to drop that on a player that just thinks they're about to have a classic event yeah a blast I, i think i had one that made your um your your arms and you could like detach your limbs, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you could control them as they detached. But you also took a whole bunch of aggravated damage because your limbs had fallen off. And just dropping that on a player 
A blast. There's one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a great time. I wasn't there for no that. No one's ready for it. I wasn't there for that for session, but I remember you telling an insane one where someone's majesty was that they were invincible, but they still, yeah, like, right. their body still took so, damage. So Ooh. it was a, it was a one-on-one yeah. on one game, which are always great. And he, he'd found this secret, like, American high school in the, su- su- uh, the subway. And it was like like this dusty. It had been from like the eighties. It was part of like a military experiment, whatever. Um, and there was a guy in there that had been trapped and just like barely surviving. Who also had a majesty. He could teleport. And he, he starts to tussle with this guy. He doesn't really know what's happening. And the guy just shoots him in the back of the head. And he's like, "Oh, my dad." And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "But you can feel your brain slipping out." And he was like, "What? What? What?" And he had to put on a beanie to keep it in. And that, I don't know. It's, it was a fun thing to drop on a player. But the downside is that once you knew it was coming, if I'm like, "Oh, I'm running a Majesty game," right? You knew yeah. something was going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's I don't know, sort of a shame. I always liked after we had in, after everyone in the group kind of knew what Majesty was to introduce. So like, I ran a like a one-off game where they were all firefighters. And uh, they were responding. They didn't know it, but they were responding to someone whose uh, whose Majesty was one called Tunguska, where you just explode. So it's a one-off yeah. Majesty. Oh, oh, yeah. That sucks. When, when, you got, yeah. when you got touched by the Majesty, it was a random D D hundred yeah. roll as to what you were going to get. And Tunguska was on there. I think it was number a hundred. So always just a wild thing to be like. Well, this game you you exploded with the force of a nuclear warhead. So it, it just it was always a possibility. It was a rare possibility. Yeah. And it would definitely change whatever game you planned on running. But anyway, there were firefighters responding to a majesty. And I hadn't told them what the game was. I just told them that they were going to be firefighters. Okay. And then partway through the game, I'm like, everything goes black, majesty. And then we had, we'd made, a friend of ours was pretty handy in Photoshop and had made majesty character sheets. And I took all of their character sheets and gave them majesty character sheets of their characters. Just and I was like, and this is the game very now. Very exciting moment. Ooh. That character sheet. Props to my friend. Oh, it was incredible. So, so it had like a stat for hope that was crossed out. It had like a whole bunch. It was like the character sheet was all warped and ruined. Yeah. It was like, yeah, there was all these stats on it that it was like, oh yeah, if it was like any normal game where it was kind of like you were super powerful, then like, oh, that, that's In, how it would work. Well, but. the darkness typically for all the different uh, types of characters, like werewolves, vampires, whatnot, they all have a special stat like humanity or ferocity or something like that that is usually 10 points. Where uh, where that went was the control stat for um, Majesty, Majesty yeah. mm-hmm. but Majesty is only five dots, so it was ten dots, and five of them had been crossed out, which it was, I really love. I, I am such a fan as a DM uh, uh, or, or a GM or a marshal or whatever you want to call it <laughs> <laughs> um, of of having my players like as underpowered and under the pump as possible. And Majesty oh. was all about that. It was Absolutely. like, you begin on the off foot, at any second your hands and legs could fall off. <laughs> or, you, or you could become an owl. <laughs> but you've got to achieve this goal in the game. And, and I, I tried to do like that sort of like superhero teams, except instead of them being like teams come together to fight crime, it was more like we are all cursed by this terrible thing. We got to stick together so we can look after each other. You know, that was yeah. kind of like the the way that it sort of worked. Um, and it, look, it wasn't as thought out as maybe it could have been. There was a lot of things mm. with control. I needed to write down like a different level for each hundred. You know what I mean? Like that's a hundred majesties to figure out what the difference between a control three failure and a control one failure for becoming an animal. I, I don't know. I guess it's just length of time. Yeah. And you have downsides as well where like to be like, 
Oh, uh, okay. That was like your your Majesty Five. You've lost control completely. You're a donkey for like two hours, but you have other players in the game. You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just out of the game for a bit. You know, yeah. that was kind of a downside. And I, I think as well that if you failed, you effectively had five like um, fails. So yeah, it was yeah, it was a bit. Pell-mell as well, because I remember you would spend the point of control to willingly use it. Yeah. But if you failed the a, a physical roll or whatever, and you had to force your Majesty, that was also a loss of control. Yeah. So it was yeah a little bit confused. Yeah, it was like a little, that. A little, uh, yeah, that was a problem with it. And also, I, th- I think I had it that if you f- you used up all your control, th- that was you forever. done. Yeah, it was whatever your Majesty was is, is a permanent gotcha. thing. Hey, you're an owl forever now. Yeah. So this is you're, definitely more of like a one shot experience, especially on yeah. unassuming yeah, players. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. It's not the kind of thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. You could never run like a multi session yeah. campaign with with Majesty. No, but the same character again. Right. Again. This yeah. feels yeah. like an everyone is John kind of kind of situation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Where it's like, well, that was a fun one session, and it was cool how we all died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could never be. like... I mean, you could try to run a consistent game, but. It, it might be difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it was, yeah, it was a really fun system, and it was it was very fleshed out as well, as opposed to a lot of the other kind of like haphazard ideas I've had mm. for like, oh, this would be fun, but I've it's just a concept. This one at least had like some stuff going for it, um, and some fun little weird bits of lore and stuff like yeah. that. I had the idea that when when the Majesty, because obviously it's it's constantly sending its tendrils through all dimensions or whatever, when it pops into our dimension, you can kind of contain it in a little box, and had a character that had like. She was working for, uh, like, the secret government division or whatever um, that looked after the werewolves and the aliens, you know, like your classic right. X-Files situation. Yeah, yeah. But her department was just Majesty, and she just had a box with a bit of the Majesty in it. But obviously, when you look at the Majesty, you don't know what you're looking at. So she was just like, we got a box. You look in it. You don't know what you've seen. It's something big. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like we That sounds re- such like an SCP. Yeah. You was, know SCPs? I don't know. It's a, a website with things like that. Yeah. That's, oh, that's okay. I think there was like, like we'd written out a journal for her where it was like her first day on the job. And they're like, this is the box. We don't know what it is. Figure it out. And then it was like it went through to like 20 decades until she was kind of like <laughs> in her 60s. And there was a new person coming in. And she's like, that's the box. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to try and retool Majesty. I think it was mm-hmm. it was a fun system, but yeah, it's it certainly had its problems. Well, if you like some guinea pigs, uh, there's a couple of TI people that I would <laughs> love to throw your way and just yeah. be like, oh, Jack has a cool game. <laughs> it's just going to be like a normal kind of game. That's Don't the, worry about the it. Perfect, the yeah. perfect, yeah, guinea pigs. You're going to be firefighters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just a game. Everyone's cops. Whatever. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. Just like a little P. Oh, goodness gracious. Holy shit. I, I'm now, I think one of them was like, you could control the city around you. Oh, that was But good. every time you did, you would lose stats to the city. Oh. So you would get like less intelligent, but the city would become more intelligent. But you could do stuff like move a brick wall with your hand or like, I don't know, animate a street light. Move um, some bricks, lose the Starbucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to think what are the, any some of the other Majesties there was were. One, there was an equivalent one with animals where you could control an animal. Mm. And then that player, it was a friend of ours, he had done it so many times over the course of his lifetime because becoming uh, getting touched by the Majesty also made you... Immortal, yeah, yeah. yeah. you stopped aging, basically. Uh, and Unless he, you explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and he had done it so many times with his pet cat that he had permanently switched with the pet cat. So his character was like a... a he was sort just of comatose. Yeah, yeah, comatose in yeah. a wheelchair. And he was a cat who <laughs> spoke through a speaking spell. He was sort of the Professor Rex of the... Except he was <laughs> just a cat with a speaking spell. Wonderful. He had a cat keyboard that was like, 
I don't even know how did it work. It was like, it was a giant cat keyboard and he'd be like, A, B, C, as the cat's like pressing the and he would give pe- he would give the like team missions and tell them what to do. And he was, oh, and his name was, was Mephistopheles and he played it absolutely straight. It was incredible. He was oh. so funny. That's uh. a solid cat name too. Oh, it's a yeah. great cat name. Yeah, I think it's it is. from cats. To yeah, it fair. is. It is. Uh, right. that, yeah, that, the- very quickly, it reminds me of, um, if have you ever seen Darker Than Black? No. Nah, nah. So it's an anime that exists. It's about 22, 23 episodes or so. And just the main premise of the show was the people who had abilities, yeah. there was a price for it. Oh, that's great. So yeah. someone, they can use their blood to attack people and it would mm. explode. But obviously the cost of that is you need to cut yourself <laughs> yeah, to yes. use your ability. <laughs> someone else, after they use their ability, need to like break all of their fingers. Oh my someone else God, needs to like no. binge eat, but they can like shoot lightning or something. Yeah. It was a. That's so cool. I it's like a that. very cool flaw benefit kind of mechanic where yeah. it just balances out. Some of them lucked out pretty good. The other <laughs> guy like laying out 100 rocks in a row in an OCD <laughs> pattern after he did. Oh, it's no. like, hold on, guys. <laughs> I need to lay down some rocks. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very cool show. Probably one of my favorite animes yeah, I've it seen. Sounds great. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a, yeah, I'm a massive fan of that. It's it's so good when a game does it like well, where they're like, big, yeah, exactly. Big benefit, but like, poor, but big a cost. flaw. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's gonna suck. But yeah, so that was Majesty. What, what, what does anyone else got? Uh, Josh, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. Um, mine is less of a system change and more of a playstyle change. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were, we were talking about this briefly before uh, off mic, but it's uh, I had to run a game over text. Uh, I say had to, as in we were just worked really ridiculous, crazy overnight hours. Yeah, uh, we all lived uh, separately before we thought of the idea of like, hey, maybe we should just zoom chat each other. Mm, yeah, that's a better idea. Yeah. Um, but we did a group text through the Group Me app. Um, which was a good but awful idea. <laughs> uh, we ran some, it was a homebrew campaign. It was my first time DMing, which is wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's like DMing on hard mode from the get go. <laughs> Listen, wow. I've been told, uh, I'm very book smart with no common sense. That's my mom. <laughs> I'm quoting. Uh, that's just how I've lived. I just make things more complicated. And this was the way to actually get to play the game, but complicate it thoroughly. So I would just play on the Long Island Railroad, yeah. uh, the entire trip home at like seven o'clock in the the morning or whenever I used to leave work and uh, Drew, Bucky and Nick from TI before we started the podcast um, that was the group and we all played together. Nick down the hall would be blasting Lord of the Rings soundtrack to prep himself <laughs> before a game. Oh, he would good. just walk and pace through the hallway like, getting pumped for his text-based D&D role playing. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, it was nice. Uh, Bucky was working on dailies. Drew was working in data and I'd be like, bye guys, see you on the text. Yeah, and yeah. we would run the game there. Uh, we started in Neverwinter and I had a campaign. We didn't go very long and you'll see why. Yeah, uh, where Luskin was trying to invade Neverwinter and do some really terrible stuff. Sure. I had like the five big bads be named after the different ships uh, because cool. up in Luskin you had people named after ships or like your position was based on mm. that. Uh, and from a lore perspective, Luskin was full of very um, not good people. Okay. Uh, it was a very um, uh, it was taken over by corruption. Yeah, essentially. yeah. Sure, sure. So we had a bunch of demons attack, which is very fitting for like the, uh, the setting we're in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they got out of Neverwinter. They went to go to uh, the mountain close by. And I had it so that way there was fire elementals that were heating the city through like special piping. Oh, kind of that's deal. cool. Because I'm like, it's how is it hot? And instead of reading <laughs> lore, I just said fire. <laughs> yeah. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, fair. fair. I'll pay that. Yeah. So this text game was... Um, it was frustrating 
because every time we would try to do like a lore dump or like a big part of exposition, uh, any type of uh, reactionary post, everyone else would hop in in the process. Yeah. And it's not like you can see that people were typing so you would stop. Yes, you could see people were typing so you should have stopped, yeah, but no yeah, one did, yeah. of course, because they're like, oh, I want to do this before Josh says yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah. So we would also need to wait for people to stop working to be able to respond in. So it felt like very much like a play-by-post. Yeah, 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 I was about to say. Yeah. So it was in that style, but in a system and an environment where you expect immediate results. You're not waiting for mail. It's very different. Yeah, absolutely. You're, You're combining the expectation of the medium you're playing with not realistic results. Mm. Um especially with the Long Island Railroad for where I was going, I would drop signals sometimes. Yeah. So everyone else is ready to go. I'm like, hey, hey uh, <laughs> I got to wait. Yeah. Um, so it lasted a couple sessions. It got us actually amped to play more in person. Well, that's so good. if anything, yeah. it was a catalyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, some good things about it was uh, we didn't need to worry about what time of day it was or if people were available or whatever. Mm, if people that, did yeah. want to say something, they did. That's so nice. Yeah. Combat. <laughs> That sounds wow. like it would have sucked. How did I not dicks. even think about yeah, combat? Like that, that's got to be a the f- nightmare. The first yeah. thing you said when you were talking about that, I was like in the back of my mind, combat, combat, <laughs> yeah. combat, combat. Sounds like absolute hell. Combat, combat in person is absolute hell. Yeah. Right. It just takes forever. And as I was mentioning before, they started in Neverwinter with like a demon attack. So what I start this off with <laughs> on hard mode for my first time DMing, combat. And you know what? Wow. I learned. Fucking hell. Look, that... Yeah, because I, I, I see a lot of people, and it's something that I, you know, we've done a little bit um, like over Facebook and stuff. Yeah, doing like those play-by-posts or those. Right. And like, you're right. It's, if, if, you know, you get older, you drift apart, you find it harder to like get that Sunday sesh and get everybody yeah. together. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, like, I'm always amazed at how patient everyone must be. Well, right. I mean, I guess not. <laughs> I, I, mean, I guess not you're not you're not filling us with confidence that this campaign went forever. It yeah. didn't. No. Yeah. Uh it we got somewhat to the first town they were gonna get to. <laughs> because that took days. It took literal days because we did not make a lot of progress. We played maybe for an hour and a half, two hours, and in yeah. person you can potentially get a lot of stuff done. I know yeah. it's yeah. not always the case. <laughs> not. But uh, as really. I point to you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in person sometimes you have that you can have a player be like, ah, I just want to push things forward and be like yes. ah, mm-hmm. I do here. And, and and you also got like, I don't know, everyone's in a physical space together it feels like there's more of like a momentum to it even just the dm can be like you can there's something you can do when you're physically there where you can control the space a lot better right yeah i mean and you've played with nick adam you know that nick doesn't always go with the plot right away it's it's about the riffing it's about enjoying yourselves as you guys do very well and consistently Ah, yeah and that's what makes your show you're very kind thank you no problem uh but yeah it 
I found out that a benefit would be to nix combat yeah. and to play it more as a role playing as the old forums used to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. You go in, just you know, post whatever's happening in the tavern you're in or something like that. If you have it just as an open dialogue story building element, maybe if you throw in like chase sequences instead yeah. or like a power by the apocalypse system where it's just like one role or something like that where you just kind of push. Yeah, you're right. You kind of want it to be as simple as possible yes. as like, you probably want some rolling in, but like even then, you know, you just have that yeah collaborative yeah. story. Yeah, sort of seems like the way to go there. But then you do miss out on some of the like, I don't know, like the 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 D and Dness of it a yeah. little bit, which is a shame. There was some situations like uh, at the time I worked with Drew before he moved on to editing, where I would be sitting next to him. Bucky would be in the hallway behind me and Nick down the hall. And I'd be sitting next to Drew in the same campaign, just texting everything to him <laughs> and then off comments to him. But I'm like, oh, now I need to tell everybody else and keep yes. on texting. It really killed momentum a yeah. lot. Um, it was, again, a very good learning experience. I learned mm. what worked, what didn't work. I learned how to DM slightly. Uh, the first time DMing out loud was for our podcast. Yeah, the Curse yeah. of Strahd is my first time DMing and with a module mm, uh, in an actual sane capacity. Yeah, but I get but that must have been good. Like there's you know, there's there's something about like going into the the what do you say? Not going, going to in, the deep end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Beginning in the deep end, you're like, cool. I've tried it as hard as possible. Everything after this is going to be I'm only comparatively so, yeah. a breeze. The only thing I have left to experience is the kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was definitely a trial by fire that I was I'm happy I tried. And uh, won't do again. Do you think it would have, if, if it had been over like Facebook or like something where I guess that just becomes a play by post, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah there's yeah, every really. 24 hours of like, hey, do you want to be an elf or a dwarf? <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah good point. No, yeah, but it, but in that way, like when people, I've played those play by posts yeah. because again, that's the expectation of the medium mm. and what you're doing. If I post that, I'm not expecting an answer right away, and now True. it's delayed. Yeah. True. it's like when you text that person, and go like you're in the middle of a conversation, like, hey, hey, how are you? And then then don't respond yeah. like you just engage where'd you go <laughs> i want you back and then like two days later they're like oh sorry yeah my yeah, bad yeah. i messed up i guess that's the sort of hole that things like fantasy grounds and roll 20 have been trying to fill mm. yes which yes. um like uh, i've not really used them for that but uh, i find oh i think that because i i know i i've used roll 20 for many other things and i find that roll 20 i'm sure would be quite useful or fantasy grounds if Fantasy Grounds is slightly more complicated, and yeah. I am but a simple boy. <laughs> and so even though I own it, I've not really mastered it. Yeah, and also with a... And I believe you uh, don't really have any maps or anything. You do Theater of the Mind when you yeah, guys yeah, are recording. Yeah, 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 and we do the same deal. And uh, it may be the same reason for you, or, I mean, it's less prep work, which is great for everybody. Absolutely. Um, although it, it has a different feel at the table. But from a mm. podcast audio standpoint, referring to things in a visual medium mm. when the audience isn't with you is disorienting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of creates that we've, distance. We've been... See, we have done... We, most of ours is theater of the mind, but we have toyed around with a couple of ones yeah. Yeah. where we had a physical map. It's I, I to be fair, I've always kept the maps like very simple, like a corridor and two rooms yeah. either side for, for the most part. Uh, but uh, we we've I've been slowly working more and more on that, and I would like to try and well, develop. Did, that. Like, I mean, it's different. It's a different. It's not like a play mat, but like when we did Curse of Strahd, you know, yeah. we had the. The yeah, big map yeah, yeah, of Barovia yeah. in the middle. Yeah, we Curse like, of Strahd has some rough maps to oh work combat God, around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Castle Ravenloft. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one only one. Which map. is a good DM solidarity. 
of us just like, whoa! Yeah, it was trying to explain, Drew, uh, for us, um, like, drew out the map pretty efficiently. Yeah. The only map I had to supply was the crypt. Because mm. trying to navigate that crypt yep. was rough. So yep, absolutely. All the yeah. like the ramps up, the ramps down. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So we ended up posting the map that I drew out, which I could have just took a picture of the map. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I drew it out. I'm like I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. But that's ultimately yeah. what we because uh, we've done some ones with uh, I've done some ones with Jackson Zamet and Dusha where we did like a the the tales from the Yawning, Yawning Portal. Portal. Yeah. This classic story. Did the Sunless Citadel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And basically what we just ended up being was like, hey, uh, 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 just download all the maps are free to look at. Right. Get the map and you can follow along. Yeah. And that would be very helpful. I'll hopefully be like, oh, you're up to this room or hey, they're you, at this room. Yada, yeah. yada. Do you think with, with like the like trying to do it by text, like 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 an app, like somebody should develop some oh, kind of app. Maybe you can be like. You can pause. Everybody's replying. That would like, be yeah. from awesome. the DM side of things. Be like, pause that. Type out your whatever your your exposition or your your lore, and then you like post, and then you as the DM can be like, reply. open up to the players like yeah. a lock unlock system yeah. for chat. That Something is like that. That is very someone, smart. You could like prepare that. posts or something mm. like that if you wanted to do an exposition. To be dump. like, okay, I know what I've got. Yep. I know what I'm going to have to explain yeah. like visually tomorrow. This town, this castle, whatever. Write that the night before. Save it into the app. But 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 but. Yep. They go play by text. Especially sharing, like, instead of taking the time to explain characters and all that mm. kind of stuff from a visual perspective, just sharing the pictures yeah, of yeah, them, Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, yeah. someone take my genius and... <laughs> don't... Give me some royalties. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to have them. I'm not making it. But if you make it, give me the royalties. We did uh, take something from you guys yeah. uh, to be able to share, which is uh, when... Uh, Adam shares the picture with either yourself or Zamet or whoever yeah. and go explain this for uh, the audience. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah. We took that as well. And we usually give it to Nick because why it's a lot of fun. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, some of the D&D creatures are so ridiculous. <laughs> you want people to know what they're looking at. Right. Yeah. Some of them look so happy. What about. <laughs> <laughs> He loves Jackson. Loves a uh, Koatoa. Yeah, you, you I love the Koatoa, and it's the fifth Ed Monster Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's the three point five one. I think. Uh, no, the, I think ooh, it's fifth. Ed. I anyway. think. Do you know? Is it the three point five or the fifth Ed one? Well, he's got his. He's like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if he's it's not the, the fifth Ed, it should be. Life. Yeah. But it's just a, a derpy fish. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's that's so funny, and it's almost tragic because they're mind-addled by the Yeah. And that's why it happened. Apparently they have um, some some like cultural thing where if they see like an object that looks important, they're like, must be a god. <laughs> see to me, it looks like a very realistic SpongeBob character. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. You're right. True. That's like there's two characters that tend to stick out to me. One is uh, the Galeb Door or Galeb Door. These mm. are just adorable little rock things. Yeah, and then the Koatoa, you're just like, why? <laughs> why did and someone you knew drew it and was like, look at this horrible piece <laughs> of shit. We're gonna put this in the book. Hey, while we're on this topic. Can we talk about how red caps are just a goosebumps monster? <laughs> <laughs> they are. That's just light, Night of the Living Gnomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many D&D monsters are just goosebumps villains? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm suspicious. Uh, so, sorry, please go on. Uh, no, well, that's uh, that's basically it from that, uh, that mm. system. Again, good learning experience in the proper... Um, a campaign setting. Yeah. Uh, it could work really well. A lot of role playing, great. Combat is abysmal. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, <sighs> but yeah, it, uh, it was good to try. Yeah, yeah. Lessons yeah. learned. As we've yeah. been saying a bunch on this trip, here to, to D&D Live 2016 Live. LA, LA, baby. <laughs>
during the 20th century, but I also wanted to do things like, I don't know, like I wanted to try and do a game on all seven continents. Oh, that's, yeah, I like that. As a progressive thing. And I had all of these systems that I wanted to slowly progress over time. So like every game, the characters would realistically age. And then eventually I'd be, I'd talk to one of the players. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, your character is 75, (laughs) too old to be doing this. Probably time to retire. And I'd have them bring in a new character. And uh, that would be like basically a loss of all of their experience. So they'd have to come in with a basic new character. And then the idea would be to co- sort of cultivate that where the older players would look after the newer players. That's cool. And cool. then so, it would slowly change hands and such. Um, so was the, the, like, was there a specific, we going to do events or time, I guess is my question. So it was like, a, there are specific, you're like, okay, so we do World War One, and then we do five years later. Mm. We do a game here. Are we going to be like, we do World War One, and then what's the next big event? World War Two. we'll do a game set around that. Well, world, uh, so the first event, World War One, was going to be Europe, and that was going to be London. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, World War Two, the second event was in Africa. Yeah. Okay. And I had them running around in the desert, looking <laughs> looking for a mummy that was harassing Allied troops. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> a loose uh, mummy. Yeah, and I had I had just like a va- vague idea in um uh, for them to be doing something in Vietnam, which uh, I, that game didn't eventually didn't end up happening because that group kind of like split up or whatever but i reused that game uh, actually for something with majesty i ran like a short little majesty game oh, set yeah. in vietnam during the oh. vietnam war which was originally going to be this black watch game okay and uh i think i knew i kind of knew the game i wanted to run in australia would have been in the red center in the center yeah. of australia and it would have had maybe something to do with um like i would have made up a small little mining town underground and then I was just like a Cooperpedi kind of thing. Yeah, Cooperpedi, Upper Amanda, yeah. like, and one of the underground cities in Australia. And I would have looked up. I don't know. I was like, what subterranean monsters <laughs> could they fight? What What I like about this as an idea is that you've got a finite end. Yes, like that's really nice. Yeah. You You're starting a World War One, and you're like, we'll hit the modern day, and that'll be it. Like, mm. there's not much further I can go. Did you have an overarching story? No, it was just going to be little novellas, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, little I like that. Individual I'm very, stories. I'm very into that. The characters would have obviously developed, but the story would uh, the story would have been like each one contained, like a monster of the week, but longer yeah. time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I quite like as well that you would have kind of enjoyable stuff where, say, over the course of one game, a character I don't know falls in love, and you're like, oh, those, you know. Then when mm-hmm. you're like, hey, we're doing the next one, and it's five years later, you as the player can be like. What happened? Do, are we still together? Absolutely. You know, what, what would have developed in those five years? How has my character changed? Uh, and I had, like I said, a few ideas for how things would develop. So I had, the idea would be that they would get something at each of these different events yeah. that would be translate into new technology mm-hmm. that they could use. So in the first one, I had, uh, they fought a vampire that regenerated a lot. And in the second game, I gave them two syringes where if they injected it, they would fast heal. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and I, uh, I kind of had ideas for, uh, like, I don't know, you know, you always got ideas in the back of your head. You always format, formulated different things. But I wanted, like, <laughs> I think at one point I was like, uh, in World of Darkness, there's a book called Advanced Armory or Armory Reloaded, where they have like a Mjolnir cannon which shoots lightning. And I was like, that looks freaking sick. I want to give them that. <laughs> a lightning cannon, but a cannon that. Because there's two variants of it in Armory Reloaded. One that you mount on a 
on a vehicle and yeah. one that's handheld. Yeah. And I wanted to give them the the mounted one first and then the handheld uh, one that's second. That's cool. Like yeah, like down the track as yeah. they as they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also had this idea for I wanted them to I wanted it to be like a monster of the week where they like they learn about the monster. They yeah. learn what's a vampire, what's its strengths, what's its weaknesses. Because Will the Darkness is great at that. Yeah. Right. Will yeah, the Darkness yeah. is like here are werewolves. Here's literally every single. Like, if you want to know what hairs a werewolf would have, yeah, yeah, here's here's the here's the thing for you. So I had a uh, it started out as a library called Athena, which was at first in the first game it was a it had like a it had a what do you call it the little like like going through a drawer like alphabetized filing cabinet yeah little filing cabinet rolodex yeah like little rolodexes that you could go through and you could find references for books that you wanted to look through and then slowly over the course of the game card catalog yes thank you a card catalog right libraries people people yeah people at home were screaming into there come on screaming at us um. And then over the course of the game, it slowly became a computer. Yeah, yeah. And then it became, it would become like an AI that they could call and be like, Athena, we've discovered this. And Athena's like searching, you know, yada, yada. That's very, yeah. I'm a big fan of any game that progresses through time. Yeah. I think think that's great. I think it's it's wonderful when you can have characters and places and stuff like evolve naturally, Mm. not at like a snail's pace that you sometimes get with some like, Real-time games? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm, I'm always a massive fan of that. Right. I mean, it's a shame it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, maybe something for a future game. Yeah, look, who yeah. knows? Anyway, I've been Adam. I've been Jackson. And I've been Josh. Thanks so much and for coming on the show, yeah, man. thank you. How Appreciate can we, it. How can we find you? Yeah. Uh, well, you can find me over at Taking Initiative. Uh, mm-hmm. We are a D&D 5e podcast. Um, you can find us at ti underscore pod or at takinginitiativepodcast.com. Uh, for myself, you can find me on Twitter at a very easy to spell thing, uh, <laughs> at Zyroxis the Beard. That's at X I R O X I S the Beard. Uh, and that's where I do all that stuff. Um, and also, this has been D&D Live. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much uh, to D&D Coast? Live for letting us record here. Live! D&D Live! In 2016! 2016, 2016 <laughs> live from the Hollywood Bowl! <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to have to edit that out as well. <laughs> edit what out? The 2016 bit? Yeah, that's the correct bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for nerds plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for nerds, not of not, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&Ds for Nerds on your favourite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.